There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. And we are back. Welcome to Good Swill Hunting. And man, does it feel good to be back. And what a time to come back the week of St. Patty's Day. I, I don't know if there's a more beer drinking holiday out there. I can't think of one. I mean, <laughs> every day's a beer drinking holiday. It really, de- it really depends on how dysfunctional your family is. Christmas could be it. Uh, you know what? Our Christmas uh, was a good time. Thank you to Rick Speed again on that one. You're welcome. And officially, welcome aboard. Thank you. I'm glad to be Wait, here. Who's this guy? Uh, well, he, he he's a he has quite a following, and uh, for some reason, he decided to join the cast of Good Swill Hunting of Degenerates. Uh, this I, cast I, of de- Degenerates. I can't help feeling like this is some kind of intervention. We've got the beer connoisseur right across the table from me. You know, <laughs> we, we we always put the most qualified person across from you. Oh, and, and, and I love how the new the new intro says after three, three seasons, seasons he still just drinks Bush Ice. Like Narragansett hasn't like swung you or. I don't know anything from Minhas. I actually picked up a sixer of Narragansett this morning. Um, Did it make it home? Yeah, no, it's it's in my garage. They One didn't of finish our highly on the reviewed beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome uh, Rick Speed to our podcast. Uh, yeah. he, he he, you know, we had to make quite an offer to bring him on board. Uh, he's expensive, but uh, he's he's one of our newest cast members. It was an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All this cheap beer you can drink. <laughs> well, but I feel a new seating arrangement here. Like me and Matt definitely have a bigger chance of our beards actually touching now. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a lot closer. Brian, Brian, we'll have to have a three-way. I. Thruple. Thruple. A thruple. A thruple. I actually We're like this because I get eye contact with Matt more, and I'm already getting lost Look in this. Look into my eyes. Oh, mesmerized. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to season four of Good Swill Hunting. If, if you've been listening to us since season one, thank you so much for your loyal listenership. Um, but if you're just uh, tuning in, uh, what we do here is we try the cheap stuff so you don't have to. And I think uh, now more than ever. Finding a affordable beer is a good thing with the basically the price of every single bill and everything you buy going up. We're going to try to find the best of the cheap stuff and try all sorts of beer out there. We do step outside of that box from time to time because it is hard to drink swill all the time. So, uh, Wuss. Well, we don't all... Bush, bush ice is not our go-to all the time. But uh, we've approved of Bush Ice, though. We've approved of it. Uh, St. Patty's Day is coming up, guys. Uh, it's it's this week. So uh, happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. I hope you got some big plans out there. And it had us talking, what is your favorite or first St. Patty's Day memory? I know Matt's got a good one. Um, should we save yours for last? I, I would I would hope so. Okay. Uh, let's start with Rick, our newest cast member. Uh, anything historically in the world of Rick's speed stand out for St. Patty's Day for you? Any special memories? Uh, probably New York City, St. Patty's Day Parade. New York City? Yeah. That's big. Uh, I originally grew up in the Northeast, so uh, young. We went to 
St. Patty's Day Parade in New York City. I think we started drinking at like 10 o'clock. That is like, I think, the only day of the year in New York City that you can like drink on the street without putting a brown <laughs> bag over anything because they put up like these little fences they, and stuff. I don't know if they still do it that way. Do they have a choice? I don't think they really do. Um, but, oh my God, it was it was crazy. I mean, we just started drinking at Whistle Pig, I think, the, the bar and oh, the yeah. brass rail. And it was just like 10 o'clock in the morning. Took the train over from New Jersey and then like just headed down to that section of town and just started drinking. I mean, it was just nonstop. People were handing you drinks. I mean, you didn't even know like what was going on by, by noontime. Oh, you man. know, they had like places were serving corned beef and cabbage and then the parade and okay you know yeah i, I just remember the next day winding up at a diner <laughs> the, the tiktok <laughs> diner on like route three and like nutley and that's that was like breakfast we had like missed the last train out of the city so we had to wait for the first train in the morning that to get sounds back to jersey that sounds amazing though. yeah it was pretty wild yeah that's awesome brian i like that dedication in it for the long haul buddy. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, I, I think one of my, I wouldn't say uh, most fun, but most memorable uh, St. Patrick's Day, I happened to be down in the villages visiting my parents. The villages. And those... They throw some parties Those geezers throw. And this wasn't one of the famous sex parties are known for, right? It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> drop the keys there in the, in the cup and grab the key on your way out and figure out who you're going home with. No, it wasn't one of those. Hey, Chris. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but it, it they... They all are dressed up in the craziest St. Patrick's Day outfits. I remember my dad, he grew his like goatee out long and he had this like Irish top hat and he had like the big um, buttons all over his shirt, his green shirt, and they were their buttons that had bulbs on them. They're they're like they were flashing <laughs> at us and they had a parade and then you got to see like like the the true side of the villages of they it's all a bunch of high schoolers that grew up and went back to high school. They party hard. They're, but, you know, they had, like, in the parade, they had their golf carts decorated. They had the major et squad come through of a bunch of old ladies that should not be wearing those outfits. You had the cheerleaders that came through that should not be wearing those outfits. And, and it was, like, everything in your life that you ever wanted to do but never did or you did but you haven't, you know, in, in 30 years because you had kids. They're doing it. And it was really cool to see that and also disturbing in the same time. <laughs> well, my memory is going to be a lot, uh, a little more simple. Uh, going back to my college days and the house parties and uh, Tallahassee, Tallahassee as it's known. Tallahassee. Can I help with this? No, you're not helping with this story. Uh, but yeah, just somebody had a keg of green beer. And I remember it was like my first time drinking green beer. Uh Met a pretty lady. She made me nervous. Uh, nice. You know, <laughs> was she strange? Uh, uh, yeah, she was strange. Uh, but uh, it was just like a really awesome, like everybody having a good time, college house party, green beer, and um, that was also around the same time. You know, I was kind of doing afternoon happy hour for the first time and discovering the joy of that and how much better that is than drinking till like three in the morning. And a lot of St. Patty's Day uh, festivities were like that. But I, I'm going to shut up now because oh. Matt's going to uh, one-up us all here. I, I, I'm he, really kind of embarrassed to share this because there's no green beer involved. Okay. I, I was probably 18, 19, living in Billings, Montana. Over under on the cops being involved. Well, th thankfully, not directly. <laughs> not directly. <laughs> I was... Uh, 
I was drinking at this bar. I knew this girl that was the bartender up there. And after, at the time, I was big into the sex on the beach, you know, the Malibu rum and the pineapple juice, because it was light. I'm glad he specified that, because I was like, what beach is he having sex on in, in, Montana, in Montana? Zucchini Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting up there, and she finally decides I've had enough, and she's going to cut me off at eight. And so I grabbed two Percocet out of my pocket. I popped two Percocet, and I said, if you're going to cut me off, I'm going to go home and go to bed. Well, I get home, and one of my neighbors is there, and he's like, I've got these two tabs of LSD. I'll trade you for two Percocet. I'm like, that's a deal. You are on. <laughs> so I spent the night walking around the city of Billings, Montana. Just next level. In the else. dark, you know, running from the cops who aren't even chasing me because I'm so terrified. So that's the cops being involved indirectly? Indirectly. indirectly. <laughs> just, just by virtue of existing, they were there. And it was, it was just one of those rough nights, you know. And I had a, a really sweet Monte Carlo with T-tops, 1977 oh. Monte Carlo with T-tops. I love that car. And uh, yeah, that's, an anticlimactic story. I, no, that was that was pretty. I, I just, that was pretty climactic, actually. I could just see him like for three hours posted up against a cactus, having a conversation with like a wild coyote. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> you know. That, that, that's some scary land to be. Billings, not, Montana. Not yes, in your like right frame of mind. I, uh, you know, I love Billings, but it is kind of a ghetto. It's <laughs> it's bad, especially in the south side of Billings. Yeah, people don't really. Especially as you venture from the areas that are not like the main. There's some places out there that look like The Last of Us. Okay. If you've been watching I've, that, I've not been watching that. Oh well, yeah, basically uh, uh, dystopian, uh, you know, all that. But uh, well, happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. We hope you got some awesome plans. I don't know if it'll involve uh, yeah, police probably, indirectly. Or, it probably won't involve Percocet or, or LSD, unfortunately, <laughs> or New York, or the villages, or a house party. Either way, uh, we hope you have a good time. Which uh, brings us to our good time for this episode, which I'm, I'm excited to try this beer. And it's, uh, it's still cold sitting on our podcast desk here. Murphy's Stout. Mm. And uh, this is, I guess, um, you guys can correct me. This is kind of the, the big competitor to Guinness, uh, from what I understand. You know, it's a similar style or same exact style, and it's just a little different. But this one has history. It's got a big following, and a lot of people love it. It's definitely, I would say, not as popular as Guinness, um, but it is. it has quite a following. I think I would describe it almost as the PBR of Guinness, right? It's like, you got, <laughs> you think about what PBR is in the United States. It's a beer that has that cult following, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a cheaper version of your other more macro beers and we'll call you know guinness the macro beer of ireland and i think this is like their pbr okay it's still imported though yeah it is it's not not a brewed stateside it's imported well um should we uh read about this beer while we crack her open uh this is uh murphy's imported stout it is a uh a dry stout on untapped it has a three and a half Four four percent ABV, and there's bubbles coming out of mine. Uh, one of the one of the uh, the folks who rated it on Untapped said it's that time of year. Get ready to get some stout in March and St. Patty's Day. And we're gonna roll our first sip impressions. It's time for first sip impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. All right, first sip impressions. Uh, we're, we're getting some wait, first wait, wait, sips. Wait, 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 wait. So, what, we're like cheap whores now? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, that's what I thought. Uh, it, 
you're leaving money on the table if you don't advertise with us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you can you can reach you can reach a a, a very uh, interesting audience. <laughs> Blaine, your money's on the dresser, Tollison. <laughs> Check uh, out his OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, I, I wish no, I, don't. I, I wish I wish I had one. I, I wish I had one. I'd be making more money. Actually, we're we're gonna do one for Matt. He's gonna we're gonna do OnlyFans for Matt. If you're not, I, I once made a work calendar, and uh, this was a gag gift for our boss. And uh, one of the pictures features me on a rug, completely nude, covered only by an England Dan and John Ford Coley LP. Okay. Hmm. It kind of sounds like that uh, Burt Reynolds uh, yeah. Playboy uh, Playgirl uh, <laughs> shoot. I'm not sleeping tonight. All right. You, uh, so I have a big question here. Do we want to um, talk about our first sip impressions, or do we want to hear some good swell advertising? I don't know. You're the host, dude. I, I, well, I, let's talk about it because I want to talk about it. Okay, what's in my mouth? Let's, let's go ahead and uh, get some first sip impressions on it. Um, uh, Rick, since you are new this season, why don't you give us uh, your your first impression on this one? Uh, to me, I mean, obviously, it. You guys know this is a lot thinner than most stouts that I drink. Um, I was feeling that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's got the stout flavor, but. Um, I would say it almost reminds me of like a dark lager, like a black, like a a dark lager or like a a black lager or yeah, um, it's very thin. It is very um, thin, but it it is only what 4% alcohol. So it's in that lager wheelhouse. Yeah. The flavor. I love the flavor. The flavor is good for me. The flavor is not bad. Um, I mean, if I was going to be pounding stouts, (laughs) this is the stout I would probably be pounding. Okay. Um, Matt, do you have a first sip impression on this thing yet? You know, I like it. Um, okay. To me, it's almost like a, dare I say, a chocolate milk. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's very it's very drinkable for a, for a stout. You know, I was a little worried of drinking it straight out of the can like this without having a glass to pour it into, so I can get a look at it. Yeah, but, yeah. I would I would love to see it in a glass as well. So I like it though. Okay, Matt uh, Brian. Um, I'm going to kind of sound off on this one, but I think it almost has too much flavor for me. First sip impression. Whoa. Um, if I'm thinking like Guinness and I'm thinking pounding beers at the the Irish pub, um, that has a bitter aftertaste that I don't like. Um, at least first, first impression, that it, it's, it, it doesn't leave me wanting more, even at, at 4% beer. It's just too much for me. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I, I do feel like it's thin. and It almost comes off as like, uh, like watery for like compared to Guinness. Like it doesn't have that, uh, I guess, cause they put it, don't they put it like a lot of uh, nitrogen Yeah. when, when you get in a draft, like the yeah. Guinness and stuff. Like, I feel like I need more of that, of discarbonation and more of a bite on the, on the aftertaste. The flavor is not bad, but yeah, it's a little thin for a stout. And you're I, not getting that bite. Like I am. Yeah. Well, I am, but it's like, but it's, it kind of goes away pretty quickly for me. You know, one, once he said, um, bitter, I know what kind of beer it reminds me of. ESB, a mm. British, English, you know, special bitter. I, th- I think that yeah, and, and actually, I think I this think, is brewed more a, for the English audience versus the Irish audience. I used to go to a legit uh, British pub um, in Florida. Um, it was fantastic, like just a wonderful place uh, in um, <clears throat> Forest City near Altamont Springs, Florida, uh, St Andrews uh, Tavern. And they served like British beer there, and this reminds me of stuff they would serve there. Mm. Yeah. Once he said bitter, I 
I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is what I'm picking up on, like an ESB or something like that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so we're gonna roll some good school advertising uh, for this one, and it's it is very St. Patty's Day, but I, it's a little little Rick speed in this one because you're new. So sometimes our good school advertising is kind of in honor of our cast members. Uh, we featured, you know, Matt. We featured Brian's favorite yeah, band. That wasn't an honor of me. That was like a <laughs> slight on me. It's all in good fun, uh, just like this one. Uh, and you know, Rick Speed is a mailman, so you know, that, and that's all I'll say. Uh, so here, here goes our our good school advertising. There you go. Welcome aboard, Rick. Good to advertising your first official episode. <laughs> that, is, that is just great. That is just great. And I know you deliver more important things than just junk mail. So I got a check from you all today. I was very happy to receive. I love it. I think that is awesome. I love the Dropkick Murphy-esque style music we're in the background. Murphys, yeah. That was awesome. I love the shout out to, to Rick. Cheers, so fellas. Cheers. 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 Happy St. Patty's Day yeah. to you all. Um, well, um, it's bad luck, Brian. Mm. Uh, cheer, you got cheers, everybody. Damn, didn't, meet you, didn't mean to miss you over there, bud. You're so far away. So, um, so I, in, in uh, making this song um, that we just listened to, I always try to read a little bit about the beer. Yeah. Um, so I probably stumbled across some stuff you found. Uh, and it made me really interested to learn a little bit about this beer. Uh, because it does have a pretty a pretty good history and a good following. Well, maybe you know more than I do because I I struggle to find anything on it. Did you go to their website? It's like, do they even know? Does the Murphy's Company? Well, I think I think what I thought thought was pretty interesting. I guess it's owned by Heineken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's Murphy's Irish Stout owned by Heineken Ireland. Um, pretty good price five ninety nine for a four pack of fifteen ounce cans. So that's dropping in at ten cents an ounce. Which in today's you know inflated economy counts as well. Um, the the brewery was founded in 1856 by James Jeremiah Murphy in Cork, Ireland, and it was originally called Ladies Well Brewery after a local holy well. Ooh. I would actually prefer they kept that name. I'd like to drink some Ladies Well tonight. <laughs> um, I, I think they, they could you know have a lot of fun with that name. Um, and, and just think about this guy, James Jeremiah Murphy, in 1856. Before he opened that brewery, he had a distillery. Oh. He was a true Matt drinking kind of man. He went from owning a <laughs> distillery to owning a brewery. 
Um, they sold. Now, I maybe Blaine, you know more of the history because no, I really I don't, struggle. I don't, but I I just saw a couple things. Just, yeah, yeah that were... in 1983, they they did uh, sell to Heineken. Um, you know that, that I think that's the name changed over to Murphy's Irish Stout. Um, and then in 1993, they released some uh, anime cyberpunk advertisements, and I watched them, and they were terrible. And this is the farthest thing from anime like, related. Like we didn't describe the can, but it's very um, classic. Yeah, it's very classic. It's very like you know, uh, just kind of conservative. Like there's nothing anime or wild about it. Yeah, and I was disappointed I couldn't find more history on it. But um, I think that we need to put these advertisements up on the Facebook page because they're just, they're sad. So. We do have them on our website. Are those advertisements? Yes. Yes. I yeah. agree. Um, and we've seen, we've, we've looked at ads for beers in the past and um, sometimes they were awesome and funny and sometimes they're just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys want to do some last call on this bad boy? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, roll our last call. Closing time Let's weigh in on this cheap swill And rate it for the world Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your cheap ass beer All right, do we know what we're going to rate this swill? <laughs> I like it. Finish your cheap ass beer. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, we got all new all new stuff for this season. We try to freshen it up each season. Season 4. Season 4. Try to bring you some new stuff uh, so if you've been listening, uh, we make it new for you and also make it fun uh, as it always is if you're just uh, just uh, downloading our pods. So uh, that's that's last call. So this is the point where we kind of give our our what well, we do we give our final rating on our on the beer and give our uh, just overall takeaway and, and what we think about it. If it's something that we would drink again, if it's something we'd go out and buy again, um, and whether you uh, listening in your car or at home uh, or at work uh, should go out and buy it. So without further ado, who wants to give us a last call on this thing? Uh, I guess I'll go. Yes, you uh, go. I, I'm gonna give this thing. Uh, I'm gonna do a two seven five on it. It's not. I don't hate it, and I would. I would drink it. Um, and I. I wouldn't turn it down, but I, I'd have trouble getting it. Getting to a three. So I feel like three has got to. Uh, it's just got to like be something that I'm really kind of liking, and I'm not hundred percent liking it. Matt. Well, I would. You know, I have no no trouble. Popping that three threshold there, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a three and a quarter on it. I I like it. I like the price point. You know, mm-hmm. five ninety nine for a four pack of these, ten and, cents an ounce. Yeah, dude. They're, yeah, they're big. They're big cans. So uh, you know, I think you, these are the oversized ones too, aren't they? Are they the? It's fourteen point nine ounces. Yeah, fourteen point nine. Okay, so, so the smaller ones. But I, you know, I like. Yeah, I don't mind the flavor. I don't mind the bitter back taste there, and you know, I like. It's an alternative to Guinness. I mean, I think Guinness, you know, I probably cook with more Guinness than I actually drink in a year. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, I, I like it, and I would I would give it a three and a quarter. Okay, all right, that's that's a good one. That's a decent rating for a Rick, stout. Rick, where are you at on this? I, I'm actually at a two point seven five myself as okay. well. Um, the stouts I like to drink are always thicker and higher ABV. Um, like I said, this kind of reminds me more of like a dark lager or an English special bitter. Yeah. Something in, in that realm of stuff. I mean, at 4% alcohol, though, I mean, you could slam a bunch of these and probably not really feel it that bad. But like if I'm drinking something that's 4%, I'm drinking lagers. Yeah. You know, I want like something cool and crisp and, and, and clean that's just, I can just chug them. I mean, you could definitely chug these, but I think... After a while, the taste is gonna, because I'm I'm I have the taste in my mouth now after we drank it, and I just can't. It's just lingering. Yeah. And I, I'm not really I, a big fan of the linger. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one, Brian. You know, I, I'm gonna counter what Rick said. Um, and I'm I was at a beer festival in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and they had their stouts, their their version of IPAs, their version of pale ales, their version of everything. And nothing was over 5%. And I asked somebody that. I'm like, well, you know, this is a like a 4.5% IPA that quite honestly had zero flavor. And I said, well, you know, why is it that these beers are also low ABV? And he explained it in a really interesting way. He said, we have a different drinking culture here in Ireland than you do in the United States. We are looking to go out and drink 12, 16 beers a night. And we can't drink a seven and a half, eight percent IPA and be able to walk home, right? And so we drink these four percent beers that are more watered down. So Rick, when you're talking about what you're used to, those are more your American stouts. And so to me, when I'm thinking this is an Irish stout that is a cheaper Irish stout, um, I I feel that it. To me, I'm gonna put it at a three because I think if I'm comparing this to Guinness, like a, a low ABV Guinness, which you like you would get there. I think that it's a little less flavored and a little more bitter on it. Um, and so is it cheaper? Yeah. But I think if I was there, I would probably spend the extra money to drink a Guinness and 12 of them than this because the bitterness is bothering me. But could you drink 12 Guinnesses, though? I can't get back. I can't really get past two myself. I mean, there's just hey, listen, I'm not a huge fan of Guinness. When you're in Ireland, in Northern Ireland and Belfast, and there's a bunch of Irish lasses around you <laughs> and they're playing Wagon Wheel on the radio over and over and over and you're like, "Why the hell are you listening to Wagon Wheel in Northern Ireland?" And it's cuz they love that song over there. You get into it and yeah, you're on your 12th one and you're like, "I can't believe I just drank 12 Guinnesses." <laughs> wow. Well, um it is about time for us to wrap uh our uh, St. Patty's Day episode up, um, but you know I, I don't think it's a bad beer though. I think it's uh, it's 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 pretty good. You know, does it stack up with Guinness? You know that I don't think so, but it's not terrible. I, I think I would I would drink it again, and uh, you know, other than that, if you guys have something that you want us to try, something you recommend for St. Patty's Day, give us a shout. Uh, we're at uh, Good Swill Hunting dot com goodswillpodcast.com actually and goodswill podcast on instagram on facebook you can also email us at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com make sure you give us your feedback give us any beers that you want us to try or just uh, shoot us a note to say hello um but for that uh can you can you remain anonymous on that 
Uh, yeah, you can if you really want to, if you want to go through all that trouble. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Brian starts getting some messages here pretty soon. <laughs> about what? I don't know. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. We're going to see you next week. Thank you for listening. I won't be here for it. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Brian Richards at BeRichWrites, Rick Speed at CLT Hophead, and if you want to follow Matt who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.